that the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. on Soul Story. With a trail to follow, the fate chased after the mysterious floating brush deeper into the city of Malifaux. Not wanting to raise suspicions, Felix tossed his handkerchief over the item. The brush has a mind of its own as it takes the faded down an alleyway where nasty zombies are enjoying a snack. With the help of their new friends, Al, Felix, and Jared are able to eliminate most of the zombies. There are perks to being escorted by the Fry Corps. For one, the fated avoided being surrounded by a swarm of undead. For another, the Fry Corps knows how to bribe their way into the quarantine zone. Handy that, seeing as the brush was taking them in that direction anyways. Do the guards notice the magic item? Why is no one talking about that incredible shot Al made? Listen, and you may just find out. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today, I'm joined by Moose, playing Felix, Spencer, playing Jared, Bam Bam, playing Albert Long, I'm Logan, and I'm Rosa, and I'm Brandy, and I play Rowan, and I'm Alex, your Fate Master today. Oh, for our fans, there's a fan. Right now, it is 97 degrees outside, and my poor, poor castmates that record with me, being Rowan and Felix, are stuck in my sweat box at the studio. And there's a barking dog. But we have a fan on because it's just too goddamn hot. I'm not sure what the editing process is going to sound like in the future, but there might be a whirring sound. I also think, was it Bam Bam? Someone else has some fans going. It's summer. I turned mine off. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I had an I AC, but I did turn it off. If you guys turn it back on, this at least is a header letting people know that it just might be a little noisier than usual. Also on our side, there just might be weird noises as we dip our washcloths in water. We're so desperate to stay cool, guys. It's not even funny. We just want to be a cool kid. By the way, you all could be cool kids on our Discord. The quarantine zone is broke up into multiple districts. Try to think of how many of you would actually know this information. Guild officers would know... Uh, I'm going to say anyone who's spent any amount of time here. Maybe Rosa and Rowan, maybe not. I'm not sure how interested in the quarantine zone Rowan would be. But the very first thing that you guys notice is that the the buildings are a little different. So where Malifaux has a pretty quote-unquote modern take on buildings, all the buildings here are very brick-like and industrial in the sense that they were warehouses. They were, this was a place of working in old Malifaux. I guess as a heads up too, so I'm not just saying shit, assuming everyone knows what I'm talking about. Malifaux in, in, the, in the good old days used to be huge. And then the bridge closed, bad shit happened. And when Earthsiders came back a hundred years later, they couldn't manage all of old Malifaux. Shit got bad. And so the guild it has, has minimized the, the true Malifaux at this point, and that's where we've been hanging out, it's downtown Malifaux. You guys are essentially wandering old Malifaux. A lot of you know that the sick and dying find their way here, criminals find their way here. 
Quarantine Zoe is not a good place. The guild makes a point to say, this is a bad, bad place. Behind you, as the as the doors gate close, uh, you notice that there's these balls of blue light kind of hanging out at certain points. Spencer, and even say Felix, you guys know that they're almost like beacons for undead. That when the undead get close, they just stare at it and it will stop moving, which makes it easier to pick off from the guards that are up on the wall. There's also a good chance, if you guys got too close, that you could be mesmerized as well. Uh, so yeah, you see these paths. The The buildings are relatively well put together, and your two friends, Queenie and Doc, seem to know their way around quite well. Uh, they don't say much. And after about a block, Duck starts signing to Queenie, and she's like, Oh, you're right, you're right. And she looks back at you guys. So, this was a lot of fun, but we need to go report back to headquarters. So, I think we're just gonna go. You guys seem like you have it. The brush is close by, right? You, we're just, we're gonna go. Uh, you're just, you're just I, leaving? I do apologize, Queenie. How are we going to get back through? Oh, that's not our problem. Perfect. I know you can bribe your way back in. Uh, as long oh, as can, they don't I think can you're do that. undead. <laughs> you really do need an extra hand. Uh, you can always come visit us at Fry Corps headquarters. I'm not sure if we can do much for you. We even have a hard time coming through the gates sometimes. And we're actually cleaning up the streets over here, so... She kind of shrugs. We, we helped as much as we really could, I guess. You seem capable. I don't, do you need us to really escort you guys? It's been fun. It's been a fun adventure. I can't wait to tell everyone about it. And Duck again starts signing, and she they, like, they kind of laugh between each other. She signs back. Thanks, I guess. I mean, we just gave you a free escort, so count yourselves lucky. We charge good money for that, usually. It was a pleasure, Queenie. Mr. Duck courteously, like, dip his head and go back to the bush. Al will, uh, give the finger guns. Roman's just gonna nod and go back to the brush. Queenie's going to grab uh, Al, if she's able to. Uh, yeah. I mean, he'll, he won't, like, be like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> uh, she... <laughs> She's not, like, desperately grabbing it. It's just, a, like, hey, hang back a second. And as everyone else kind of starts walking forward, uh, she she looks at you. She's like, you know, I've, I've read all the books about you. So is Doc. Uh, we just, you know, if, if you ever get sick of this nonsense, I guess, and she waves to the ragtag group following the hairbrush, we could really use a man like you. So if you if you ever need a job, feel free to, to look us up, you know? Uh, so Al will kind of like, like he'll, it seems like he's going to go to answer. Then he'll like briefly, like he'll stop briefly and, uh, he'll look to Jared. Like not like to get his attention, but kind of just like look towards Jared. And then like look back at her and it's kind of like, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I ever get sick of this, uh, group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she, she passed you on the back. It really was a pleasure working with you. And at this point, she, she nods to, to Doc, and they wander off a different direction. You guys are going to follow the brush. It's quiet. And not so much like 
there's danger nearby quite. It's just a little uncanny with how little activity there is around here. Granted, it's a quarantine zone. You kind of get the vibe at some point, like, this is probably how it's going to be for for the path itself. That if you do encounter anything, if there is any noise, that's more dangerous than silence. Can everyone give me a willpower check, please? No. Yes. Uh, so, I got a one, basically. I, uh, oops. No, oh, no, that's six. I, okay. for some reason, I thought willpower was an aspect, and I figured, oh, it's probably just zero, or less than that. No, it's six. It is six now. Felix has a 13 of masks. What? Nice. Oh. No, because, never mind. Fuck me. Who cares? Who cares? What the fuck's your will? What's going on, Spence? You okay, bud? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so I got the king of rams, and I have five willpower already. So an 18. Shalam. Oh my gosh, my willpower is only two. I got a two, or I said two, I got a ten of masks. So who had the lowest? It's not Jared. That's Jared. Wow. Goodbye forever. Hey, buddy. I guess before I move on with the story point... Is anything happening in this walk as you guys are following the brush? Are you all staying awfully silent? Probably pretty silent. Rose is probably yes. pretty silent. Uh, I mean, we all know Al. No, Al is not being silent. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's like, <laughs> like conversation-wise, but he's definitely kind of like, you know, just because he doesn't want that awkward silence. He's like, yeah, this is, uh, this is cool. Following a floating magic, uh, magic brush. You see that, Rosa? Uh, Rose is probably like shambling behind you guys. <laughs> and actually, it's a floating pocket square with a brush shaped object <laughs> underneath <laughs> it. True, true, but still. It. You're welcome. <laughs> I, you know what? That's Al probably just, you know, periodically just kind of look at her and just do that little, like, you know, head nudge thing. He's like, huh? You, you see that, right? Magic. Question for the DM. Yes. Does the brush. Feel soft and silky in its magic. Yes. I love it. Yes. Okay. Definitely has that. I'd say it's even. How, how, what kind of leakage do I want? <laughs> <laughs> leakage? I'm ready. I'm going to say it's almost more like Leetune style in the sense of a good smelling pie or plate of cookies. That's the kind of vibe you get off of it. So it's, it's the, the sensations around the brush, but it, it wafts up. Wafts, yeah. Cool. And. The further you are away from it, the, the less that is, but... So I'll be floating, following the wafting trails. <laughs> Full Looney Tunes style. Full Looney Tunes. Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Fan art, get on it. Okay. <laughs> so then, what's everyone's standing order, then? Sounds like Felix's front. Right front. Rosa's way in the back. I'm right behind Felix. Okay. Uh, Al's probably, like, next to Rosa because he's still trying to point out the fact of, I know you definitely see this floating brush because we are all following it. <laughs> Bitch, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, it's magic. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're really persistent, um, she'll probably look up that way. She looks really tired. Uh, as if she's been drinking a lot. Um... As if, because she has been drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, probably mumble out some words that are in Spanish and 
or maybe that you just can't understand. Bit of both. Yeah. Bit of both. Oh, that's Spanglish. So, Jared, are you smack in the middle? Where where are you at? I imagine <clears throat> he's in the middle because I think he's okay. ahead of Alan Rosa, but I don't think he's like as invested in following this uh weird dumb magic bullshit around. So I think he's uh he's got his guard up and he's not like dallying, but he's you know, he's he's just kinda checking along in the middle. You pass by one of these buildings and it's weird because in your peripheral you don't see your reflection right away. It's like real life. <laughs> <laughs> it explains so much. Uh, and and you can't help yourself. You catch like mid step, and you backpedal, and you look at the mirror, and then there's your reflection, but there's just something a little off by it. You can't quite tell, and you tilt your head, and the reflection tilts its head, and you are locking eyes with this reflection. Then the reflection starts to smirk, and you feel yourself smirk. Mm-hmm. And it lifts its hand up, and you lift your hand up, and you guys go to palm kiss. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, no. <laughs> the fingers slowly pop out of the pain and link fingers with yours and starts to pull you in. Oh. Al and Rosa, give me the notice check. Goodbye, Jared. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not counting on this. <laughs> Yikes. Rosa got a three. Uh, I got a five of masks. Still drunk. drunk. Benji, what was that? Five of masks. You guys do see Jared stop moving, and you see him pawing at the window pane, and he's not paying attention to anything else right now. Even as you start to walk by him, he doesn't turn to look at you guys. Rosa will kind of come to a slow stop squinting her eyes at Jared, trying to figure out what's going on. And she'll turn back to What is he doing? What? It, yo, Jared. What's uh, what's going on, bud? And just then, you see him hit his head against the glass. <laughs> Full force. Wow. Head against the glass. Mm-hmm. Jared, you feel cold as, you, as his reflection grabs your fingers as if it's trying to pull you through the pain but Al and Rosa you just see him full on whack his head against the glass and what's weird is that the glass at that force should have broke Jared I'm gonna need you to take a point of damage yup on it wow and there's a little bit of blood it's hard to tell because you're still splattered in zombie blood but there's a little bit of fresh blood from the crown of your head I think from that, I'll just be like, jeez, Jer, what the hell is your problem? Yeah, Rose is like, híjole, uh, and she's gonna, uh, she's gonna grab at Jared. Is, uh, are we, like, right next to him, or is he a little ways away? Uh, I said that you guys would have, you had the chance to stop, like, just uh, a step away from him, because it was weird that he didn't look at you guys. Yeah, Rose will reach out and grab him by the shoulders and, like, pull him back as much as, or as Hard as she can, I guess. Jared, high or low? High. You feel Rosa grab you and 
pull you away, and you can see the fingers slip out of yours. And the reflection stays, and it just lowers its hands, and it's still smirking. And you can tell you're still smirking. But you don't have that compulsion to go back to it. Mm-hmm. You're not... You're not so much in your sane mind to talk to Rosa yet, but you're not moving towards the danger either. ¿Qué estás haciendo, puto? Are you crazy? What are you doing? Jared is going to pause for a moment. He's going to reach up, and with his fingertips, he's going to trace his crown and uh, feel all that all that new blood. I think he's going to look around it in daze. Then I think he's going to look at Rosa like she's crazy. And then I think he's going to like return to the marching order. I, I don't think he's going to say anything about what just happened. <laughs> just kind of keep it pushing. <laughs> Another day in the neighborhood. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, everybody. Alex here, wanting to scratch my eyes out thanks to pollen season. A big hey there to our Thorn regulars. Thank you to Kyle, Nate, and Haley for donating to our Patreon. Hey there, bookworms, reading Al's dime novels. Thanks, Tyler. Colby bought a train ticket this month. You may know Colby from our Discord as everyone's little brother. Thanks, little brother. Now, which one of you brought the eye drops? I'm dying over here. Listen up, cool kids. Our one-year anniversary is around the corner, and I would lose my mind if we had 10,000 unique listens by then. Help us hit this benchmark. Tell your family, tell your friends, share us on social media. Get the word out there, guys. You can binge the show to your pleasure, but it won't count towards our 10,000. Your continued support gives us the honey glows, and we wouldn't be here without you. One last thing. Do you spend a lot of time on Facebook? Twitter? Reddit? Do you love Syl's story? We need an extra hand with some behind-the-curtain things that we simply don't have the bodies for. If you're interested in helping us impress the internet, email us at soulstorypod at gmail.com, telling us why we should pick you as our social media handler. Speaking of behind-the-curtain, I am jazzed to announce that I have an extra hand helping with editing. A big thank you to John, who helped clean the tracks of this episode. You are a lifesaver, and I look forward to our audio being even better. Now, let's get back to the show. Rosa would uh, throw Al a just uh, puzzled glance, I guess, or shrug. And Al just kind of like, I mean, I know the silence was uh, eerie, but I don't need to go banging your head up against shit. Rowan and Felix, you have no idea what just happened behind you. Right. Yeah. Are you guys talking amongst yourselves or are you on the path? I think Felix would look at Rowan, not really concerned, but inquisitive about to say something. Then that waft would come around and he'd be like, nope. And then he'd do it again. And then nope. (laughs) I feel like after maybe three of those cycles, (laughs) she would just be like, Felix? Yes. Rowan. Did you have a question? Um, he'd turn away. 
She'd like snap her fingers. Uh, yes. Uh, Hi. So, tell me about your magic. Oh, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Fascinating. And he turned away. <laughs> so, I've known that I've had magic since I was probably right after we got here. I had a bit of a run-in with someone dying that I tried to resurrect and it failed miserably. That's the only really big attempt I've I've had. Aside from that, I use it as parlor tricks around the brothel to keep people in line. Felix won't turn, keeping that his nose to the ground, but he'll raise a hand. Well, Rowan, y- you should have tried proper medical technique. You can do wonders. Magic isn't necessary. And that hand's going to stay up there, even though it, he's not saying anything more. He's real fixated. I feel like Rowan would just kind of watch for a minute, and then she would slowly like reach up and put the hand down to see if there was any resistance. You're going to go through it. She's startled by that as if she's like totally forgotten what's happened. So she kind of goes. Whoosh. So she just kind of pulls her hand back and then goes back to watching the breast because that freaked her out. A <laughs> so as the brush continues to go, uh, the, the paths here are not quite Missoula streets. <laughs> a star, a square, sure. and a circle. All, all in, in one. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to say this, this is more like Billings in the sense that it is true, proper grid system. Okay. Uh, so it's not like it's taking you down windy corridors or anything like that. It is straight, left, right, straight, left. Uh, and it's not frantic. It's still moving that same same pace. Al, you realize, like, it's kind of that voice that was in the back of your head in the sewers. It's not, it's not an actual voice, but it's that omniscient present. Omniscient. That that word. Thanks, thanks, gang. Uh, presence. That's your Jimmy Cricket on your shoulder, but Malifaux edition. You you realize like oh there's there's something about to happen, and you notice that your your pace quickens and just anticipation of this, and then you smell it. <laughs> And then you hear it, and the smell is fried chicken, the sound is a crackling fire, and then you see the zombie running towards Felix. <gasps> yes! Al, you immediately charge it, and it's just this gut reaction of, save the friends. <gasps> you just full on bull rush this zombie and again that voice in the back of your head is like you got to be careful don't stay near this and you are able to flip this thing as you are rolling and tumbling and pushing and you throw it up against another building and just at that moment of contact it explodes wait what like it is like a a bomb zombie oh my god this fire (laughs) a bomby a bomby it was it was burning internally. That's where like that smell and the crackling was, was coming from. And as, as soon as it made contact with that wall, that was the activation it needed. And you're able to shield your eyes. Gore flies everywhere. This time, Al's the one that gets bloodbathed. 
and the threat's gone. That voice disappears again. That presence disappears. And you know that you guys for now are safe again. I just, I'm sorry, I just, I imagine like, you know, like those comedy like movies, but they're also still filled with action where it's one mm-hmm. of those like action moments. And then when it explodes and then just Al turning around, it's like, oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> just completely ruin the action moment by turning around just to be like, ah, oh, God, why? <laughs> Everyone, you see this. You see Al play the action hero, charge up, act like this is this thing weighs a doll, like a doll. It weighs a doll. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why my brain's been so difficult. So it's just, it was very lightweight, and it was very, very impressive. Without even realizing it, Felix's medical training, like battle medic, he's going to grab at the fictitious army like bag that would be at his side and like rush over and start checking vitals and realize he's like oh I don't have to <laughs> look at Al tip his hat and go back to the brush uh, Rowan probably tried not to scream when she saw it but she definitely let a little bit of a scream out and then once she realized what happens and she watches Felix go over and just try to help and then she like discreetly pulls out a cloth hands it to Al so he can wipe his face uh yeah i mean i will accept it and he'll kind of it's it's not that he's like not accepting it but it's one of those just like yeah yeah i mean this is not gonna do much but thanks (laughs) uh no kind of like i'll wipe enough to where his face isn't covered but i imagine he's still just disgusting uh rosa is probably pulled out her her gun now because of the big old explosion uh, but she's probably more stunned than anything. Is like, what the hell just happened? She was probably really close to Al then, but Al ran off. Yeah, so he was all six sensey about it. Okay. And he kind of took off away from you. All right. Uh, well, if no one else is going to do anything, she'll do something after we start walking again. I guess. Sounds like you guys can keep walking, unless yes. spa- uh, spare Spencer and Jay smash together. Hey, spare. <laughs> Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, Jared had a re- response or a reaction. Um, not really. Not not for the sake of me not saying much. I imagine this trip uh, being surrounded by Zambambos has put Jared in a very like and uh, like a very like stoic almost professional mood so i think um rather than engaging he's kind of like constantly looking around on guard like i think he's less focused on following the magic thing and more focused on staying with the group okay so get groped by mirror yeah that that was pretty jarring he you know to be honest rosa is going to catch up to al uh, que fue la explosión? And Al, probably not knowing a word of Spanish, looks like, what? The explosion? Explosión? Y- yeah, I, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's gross. Would you want to hug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll, reco- she'll, like, stop walking and jump back a little bit quickly if he uh, moves at all towards her. 
not like I mean he'll like hold out his arms, but like yeah, he won't like kind of like move towards her. Yeah, she'll like, she'll know. still recoil and like uh, no 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 no. I'm okay, thank you. Come on, Rosa. I thought uh, thought you were uh, lining up on me a bit. Come on, bring it in. She like clench her teeth. I can't even express. I can't. I can't explain what kind of facial expression she's giving right now. But it's one of just disgust or uh, you know. Uh, embarrassed. She feels embarrassed for Al for even mentioning something like that. I think is what the emotion is. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs> uh, and uh, she'll give Al some room as she starts passing him, and like circle around so that she's farther away than she normally was from Al, and keep walking. And Al trying to kind of like keep the playful mood, also knowing that he is just filthy now. It's like it's all right, Rosa. They all come around sometime. And he will follow. Al <laughs> <laughs> is such a fuckboy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rosa, you might you might even see Rosa, like, shudder. <laughs> After you say that. <laughs> I would shudder. <laughs> so I'm gonna say you guys make it just fine to the next wall area. Uh, there's no guards here. It's it's kind of it's that well maintained. It's, once you're in the quarantine zone, I'm not sure how true this is, but how true it is for me as the DM is that they don't really care what's going on once you're in there. You're in there illegally, anyways. It's probably not good. If they find you, they'll find you. So it's it's more like barbed wire, and I guess in this case, it's not barbed wire. It's more um, cast iron. Those really tall, skinny black gate-like fences. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to pass through a gate. It's it's ajar. You're able to move through, no problem. And it's just a very cut-and-dry change from this blocky work neighborhood to this gaudy Victorian neighborhood. It is tall houses with the peaks, and they're all painted very, very fancy colors. A lot of money goes into this neighborhood. And this is called The Burrows. Again, I'm going to say Felix and Jared, you know that this is like one of the few spots where people actually inhabit. It's, it's on this right nice safe spot between where the fry corpse are actually kind of keeping it safe on, on one end. Uh, and then the houses here are beautiful. It's where all the big, big money goes. When they're like, oh, look at how how fancy we are. On top of that, uh, this neighborhood's kind of ruled by this gentleman named Alexander Burroughs, who his great-great-great-granddaddy was the one who originally had this neighborhood in Old Malifaux. So when he came over, he went to come reclaim this territory as his. He has a lot of money, so he hires mercenaries to help keep it clean. But this is also a known district for resurrectionists. There's a few safe houses around here. There's a few labs. Um, again, the guild doesn't come in to break down doors because they don't seem to... They keep to themselves and they stay hidden and they move around a bit. You see, so they're really big, nice houses? Yes. Gaudy. Okay. Definitely gaudy. As you pass through this, everyone, you'll hear a a hawk kind of do its little screechy, cryy sound. And you look up and you see it circling above you. And then it seems to be following the same direction as the brush is headed. 
Good afternoon, morning, and evening, folks. Thanks for giving us a listen today. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us. For updates and more, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. Do you want to stay in touch? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. You can find us on Twitter as well. This man has a stiff attitude to match his stiff corpse. It's Dr. Felix at Musifo. He ain't no simp. He'll give you a taste of his right hook before throwing you in the hooskow. It's Jared at Spare Bear the Meek. He's eager for that beaver and has the moxie of a large mouse. Meet Albert Long at Hot Bam with three M's. She has a gun and we swear she's had an accident all along. It's Rosa, played by Logan at KOTL of the Light. And she's a choice bit of calico and knows her onions. It's our fate master, Alex, at Roll for Alex. God bless America. <laughs>